Let's see. You ready? Okay. So thanks for for joining me, Jane, on our podcast. We're back on uh, Porn Brain Rewire. I'm Dr. Trish Lee, and we are here to not go dark side. We're going to try not to go dark side. And if you see it in my eyes or you hear it in my voice, bring me back, Jamie, (laughs) because we are going to talk about the relationship of pornography to human trafficking and sex trafficking, which primarily is of minors. So the reason I say keep me from going dark side is because, you know, when I first got into porn addiction recovery and coaching, I signed up for all the websites for human trafficking and sex trafficking so I could be an advocate for this cause. But I found that it would linger in my brain too long, especially being the mom of five kids. It was, you know, not good to have that information being continually put into my brain. So I got off those listservs, but it's a massive problem. And I wanted to bring it to people today. I made a short video that was uploaded yesterday. So I'm trying to keep it short and sweet, but I want people to know that this is harmful for them. And I know you were interested in putting this health awareness month, January's human trafficking awareness month. And I know you were interested in including it on our calendar of topics that we want to bring to people this year. So I thought it'd be great for you to join me so we can get a little back and forth. So thank you. Yeah, it's all about bringing awareness and, you know, um, porn addiction is, is one thing, but, you know, knowing what it can lead into is another. And, you know, the, the last, um, since I've been working with you, I have learned so much and it has blown my mind. And, um, you're right when, when, um, the coalition had a, um, what was it? It was a, it was a, ah, can't yeah, the, it's the national coalition for exploitation. It's NC. exploitation. Yeah. Um, but the, the point is they were having, you know, all these, these, you know, educational events and, you know, the more that I read, the more that scared me. Um, Definitely. and so I thought it was agreed. Know, very important to talk about and agreed. And that's exactly what I was talking about because you and I talked about this before where I clicked the links and, and, you know, I'd be in there like, Oh my gosh, this happened to this kid while he was playing video games. He was baited by a gen of 58 year old gentleman. And then he was trafficked through his video game. And then it, it makes me get out of my chair and go down and yell at Seamus to get off his video game. <laughs> so like it was creating unreasonable. That's a true story. And the other thing, yep. my daughter, Afa, you know, moved in with her boyfriend. And at the point when I was reading that, I didn't know him very much. Now I know him very well and I adore him, but, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's trafficking her. That's why he doesn't come here. Cause he's, you know what I mean? It just plants all these weird seeds. I'm like, oh my God, he's literally controlling her mind. And mm-hmm. then of course, uh, COVID hit and they moved in with us for a while. Nicest guy. He would cook in the kitchen with me every single night. And then he would be like, uh, I have to go. There's an apartment in the basement in our house. He'd be like, I have to go clean the apartment before Ava gets home. I'm like, Ava's got him around her. Wow. She's, she's the one gotten hit. Yeah. Not and, and vice versa, you know. Absolutely. Oh. And and having a daughter also, it's um, you know, it her standing out in front waiting for the bus. I mean, I should not have to be concerned about that, but my husband sits out there with her every Definitely. morning because of what has happened and what we hear in the news. So um, Definitely. this is so. 
definitely an opportunity to bring awareness. Yeah. So let's start with um, what the definition of sexual or human trafficking is. So basically, and and before I say that, we're going to relate it to what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. If anybody knows, Um, he was in the news because we are going to be doing new playlists on YouTube of porn addiction and sex addiction in the news and trending topics. And just this past week, Ghislaine Maxwell, his partner, who now they keep calling her a disgraced socialite. I was thinking, what a terrible term, disgraced socialite. Then I'm like, I'm never even going to be a socialite. So I'm okay (laughs) with that, you know, but you know, she was involved in trafficking underage women to perform sexual acts on him. And so it's a good example of something that's happening in the news so that we can springboard into conversation. And unfortunately, this is happening a lot more than people want to admit and a lot more than people will ever be willing to talk about. And again, before I get to the definition, the Super Bowl is coming up and this fact ruined the Super Bowl for me, but I would like to bring attention to it because hopefully people listening will gain awareness the Super Bowl is one of the number one days of, of sexual trafficking. So in whatever city the Super Bowl is, sexual traffickers bring young girls in so that all these people, men primarily who are going to the Super Bowl, have young women to pay to have sexual relations with. So I love the Super Bowl. I'm like, dang, that just ruined the Super Bowl. (laughs) I know. I've never even heard of that. I mean, but obviously this is why we're talking about it because it's something that you are not going to think about. And if people don't talk about it, it's not going to uh, be out in the light. So, and that's um, exactly it. And I don't want to ruin anybody's Super Bowl. And I definitely don't want to keep anybody up. And again, no shame and no judgment here. This is awareness And let's, we'll get to the the point of that right now. So sexual trafficking is when young, well, I'm going to say young because it's mostly minors, kids and young people are, are coerced into, and actually sometimes forced, but many times mentally coerced into, you know, moving and traveling with someone who sells them or moves them along to be used by somebody else for sexual purposes. And that is obviously not okay because it's literally a, a form of slavery, you know, in, in today's day and age when we're, you know, everybody's up in arms, they're taking, we live in the South, you know, we live in the Northest of the South where they're taking down monuments of, of Confederate generals and people are all up in arms about slavery movement, yet people aren't talking about human trafficking and sexual trafficking that's happening in our neighborhoods and our towns and our cities. So bringing that back to pornography, and then we'll chat about it, is that pornography is is down a couple layers from sexual trafficking. Bite the New Drug is a website of a nonprofit. They have many articles there of people's experiences. And I don't even want to go there because I don't want it in people's brains. But if you want to know what I'm talking about specifically, there's, and I'll just give one example, broadly speaking, but you can read a lot of people's experiences there where, you know, young women that are brought up in, in homes where their father consumed pornography and then acted out those acts on young women or, or allowed other people to, and then got their own daughter into, into a person who would take them and sell them. So porn's at the root of that. And we don't want that. You're jingling. We don't want that. Yeah, no problem. You know, 
I want you to know that if you consume pornography, it's supporting that trafficking because what happens is those people are then trafficked. The sexual experiences they have are recorded and they're put on porn sites. So the whole cycle is a vicious one. So in consuming pornography, you're supporting that inadvertently because you probably didn't know about it. And the reason I want to talk about it here is we know from the science that when something becomes morally incongruent in porn addiction or porn consumption, that can be the number one motivator to break people out of the shackles that porn creates on them, pulling them back into the screen. And so what I wanted to share is that, you know, porn is, is supporting that industry and trafficking is at the, at the core of it. Uh, are you still so, taking care of somebody? There? <laughs> so how, when you say, you know, porn is, is supporting that, you know, in, in, or in what way um, are people contributing to that? Yeah. So on accident, by being consumers, and it's funny because I, not funny, but ironic that uh, someone just posted a comment on the YouTube video that I posted saying that, you know, the employees at Starbucks and Walmart are not treated well. So let's not shop there. And I'm like, you know what? The new study that I put that's linked on the YouTube video and we'll link it on the podcast too. There's a new study. This is based on a scientific study that when 70% of porn consumers find out about the mistreatment that has to do with trafficking of the people into porn studios, and then they're abused like they've been abused the whole time. Then when they 70% of people find out about abuse in porn, that helps them to leave porn behind because they think the performers are having a great time and that they're there of their own volition and that they're enjoying being a porn star, quote unquote. They're coerced into being a porn performer, or we even know that many of the videos are, are not even sanctioned. It's, it's videos of people's rapes many times. And you can look that up. That's true. That's not my opinion. So in the consumption of it, you know, so the argument goes back to like, if you shop at Walmart, you might be supporting, you know, the workers who don't want to work at Walmart. It's not the same though. If you don't like working at Walmart, you can leave. If you don't like being in porn, you can't. That's the truth of it. And you can read on Fight the New Drug people's stories of how many years it took them to break free of being in the industry once they once they were in it. And I wrote on that comment that both of my daughters did work. Two of my daughters, I have three daughters, two of my daughters um, worked at Starbucks. And there was like so low of of number of people working, like my daughter Fiona, she'd be the only person on, there'd be a 20 person line and she'd have to check people out and make the drink. <laughs> she wanted to quit. For, I let her quit. Cause you know, we're not quitters in the Lee family. And I'm like, babe, you can't quit. You, you know, you can't just not go tomorrow. There'll be no barista. And in the end she couldn't go because, you know, the working conditions were less than desirable because mm-hmm. she's, she's 16. She's not even supposed to be there without an adult. That's not abuse. She could walk out like, yes, that weighs heavy on her, but she's not, you know, being coerced to be there. So that's what I want people to know. But let's back this up a second, because that's bad for humanity and that's bad for the people who are there. But the reality is it's bad for your brain too, because when you consume it and we'll jump in and we'll go towards Jeffrey Epstein and just Maxwell, I have a feeling, you know, more about that than I do. (laughs) 
even though I, I, <laughs> I knew he hung himself <laughs> is that, uh, you know, that when you consume and we can talk about underage pornography, child, child porn. And just so the listeners know, I have some really cool research on, on child pornography and some really cool insight that I've been researching for videos for the next, I already next week or two, let's just say so some good information there. But what I want you to know is if you're consuming it, it's changing your arousal template. So it's making you want to go back for more images of underage people who are in fact, most times trafficked to be there. So like you're changing your arousal template to want that. So to springboard to Jeffrey Epstein, which I don't even really know anything about him. He, I think he was like a highfalutin financier. Is that right? Was he in money? You know? Yes. Um, and, and I think um, if I'm not mistaken, tele something to do with television. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that the fact is he, um, there was hundreds and hundreds of girls that, that came up, um, and had, you know, these stories. And once one came out, then the next one, and it's, it's no different than a couple of the other ones we've heard about, you know, on the news. Um, but what's really interesting about him is the fact that he was able to get his partner to, to really facilitate in that as well. And, and to be able to, to be kind of the ringleader and, and to get these girls in and she would, you know, give them things, um, to be a part of what Jeffrey wanted. Um, and obviously finding out now that, you know, he was, um, he, he consumed a, a lot of porn and, and that is, you know, where the, the sexual template, you know, it, that's where he ended up. Yeah. You know, and liking por- porn girls. of young women and, and young girls. Women, yeah. So like, you know, he, for years and years and years, he's creating this desire and, you know, in the, the trial was just last week for just Lane Maxwell and, you know, in the trial, I, you know, you know how I know about this stuff. Alexa pops is that pops it up on my Alexa in the kitchen while I'm making dinner. I'm like, I should talk about that because it's upsetting that she was able to be the ringleader. But this is what I want to point out is that this seems super extreme. Like when you hear about this, you know, a guy who has hundreds and, you know, maybe thousands of young women and his, and his partner, his, you know, they're in a coupleship brings in these young girls and, and she would say like, you know, she doesn't want to be with them because she knows that he wants these girls, but he's got a lot of money. So she likes being a socialite. And if she leaves him, if she whistleblows, she, her lifestyle's at, at risk. And, you know, so to bring that down a couple levels, a lot of women in relationships with people who consume pornography and underage pornography, I've talked with them. They have similar experiences, but not on steroids like Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And what I mean by that is, you know, the women will go, I saw images on his computer, but I don't know what to do about it. So, you know, they're not bringing women in to be with their partner, but at the same time, they're also not moving forward in a way that could help their partner leave that behind. So it's tricky stuff. My point is that it's an, you know, an unhealthy partner who doesn't know how to, you know, shut down what's going on. And then his arousal template was changed to, to want to be with young girls because of porn. That's the reality. 
it's it's really sad um and you know it was it was not you know five girls it was 36 victims and you know those are only ones that that came came up and said anything you know so it's it's just a matter of you know how many others um and and just being a woman thinking about going somewhere because I think something he was a, a yeah he was a financier mm-hmm. but thinking that you know um something is going to happen good in my life or that I may be getting some luck finally and yeah. then you know figuring out that no this is probably the worst nightmare that I could ever think of, I think is, is the, the truth that is so scary for, for me and, and, you know, for the people that are actually in this situation. And again, I, you know, it's not to bring fear to people, but I mean, that's such a good point because the way that it starts for some people, you know, I gave the story of, of a, of a girl whose father, you know, mistreated her from the beginning, but the way that it starts for many people is the promises of luxury and a lifestyle from it rich and, and famous or celebrity type of people. And, you know, the hope of something exciting on the other side. And then what, like what happens in, in all types of abuse, the people who are abused become scared once it starts happening to them and they don't want to tell anybody. That's why it takes years for this stuff to come out. Mm-hmm. And and be, they're deeper and deeper into it and they don't know how to get out because it's getting deeper and deeper. And what I want people to know if they're listening is if you feel yourself getting deeper and deeper into anything that doesn't mesh with what you believe about yourself, moral congruency, what not, uh, you're watching things that don't fit with who you want to be, you know that you're becoming aroused by things that aren't good for you and shouldn't exist in the real world then it's time to back this thing out because it does not get better. It only gets worse and, and it impacts a lot, a lot of people. So, you know, that's the main message is that think about this. And, you know, I was looking up again, it's probably going to be in my brain, but I was looking up thinking about trafficking and, and child pornography doing some research and, you know, in the news today, I just went in Google child porn. I hit the news thing the news tab on Google and up come 10, 10 news articles from today of people who are going to jail for having child pornography on their, and that's just my Google search. And I didn't even go off of page one. It's page one, 10 people, a pastor, a school counselor, uh, a 26 year old who, who tried to jump in front of the, the police officer's gun so he could do suicide by cop. Because he knew he was going to jail for kitty porn. Mm -hmm. He knew he was busted. And the thing is, people don't think they're going to get busted until they do. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about the narcissistic bubble before where your brain gets so aroused and it's like being sucked into this thing. And it just feels so good by this thing that your guard comes down. And, you know, in some of those stories were the excuses and the, you know, the ways that those gentlemen tried to get out of it. But your IP address is being followed around the internet. Like, you know, and it's a matter of time before they find out and there's more harsh because sex trafficking is being talked about more. Thank goodness. There are harsh, you know, realities to the consequences of it. And, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell's going to jail. I don't know if you saw, I think it's the rest of her life. It's like 65 years. And, 
and Jeffrey Epstein ended up hanging himself in prison. So, you know, that's not, it, there's no good, there's no good outcome. Like we've talked about before, all the research shows there's no positive outcome from pornography consumption. This is another reason to leave it behind. Any thoughts and, to <laughs> wrap it up? <laughs> well, it's just, it's, it's a scary thing um, to talk about, but I, you know, can say that um, I get a number of calls a day of, of, you know, um, men that are really scared because they are having thoughts of things that they never wanted to have thoughts about. And, you know, that's a, you know, I, I will, I've, I've gotten texts from, from a couple that, you know, literally were, did not know what to do. They want out of this and, you know, um, when somebody reaches out, it definitely, we want to be able to help. And, you know, that's what we're here for. Um, you know, yeah, this is, I love that. I love that. And you know, it's, it's such a good feeling. And to, with, with Jeffrey Epstein's story, just another thing popped in my mind is that his partner, Ghislaine Maxwell wrote in, I don't know, some deposition or something that he needed to have sex three times a day. So she's like, I can't even, I don't even want to keep up with that is one thing, you know, oh, wow. she didn't say that, but so why does he want to have, why does he need to have sex three times a day? Because his brain's condition for hypersexuality from all the porn consumption, then all the acting out sexually. And it's for mood regulation. It's, you know, we know what the core of this is to just de-stress. It's not even about sex. It's just like a cocaine or a heroin, you know, addiction where you have to get your, your fix every couple hours. And, you know, that's another thing. People always ask me, like, how long is it going to take me to leave porn behind? These are the factors, you know, consistency, frequency, intensity. So if you're watching anything that's way out of your moral bounds, that's intensity for you. The reason you're there is for the intensity. People don't know that. That's what I'm trying to point out. And you're right. You know, you get the phone calls. I work with people who are beside themselves. And, and if you're beside yourself as a listener right now, this is what I tell people and maybe Jamie can tell you what she tells people, but what I tell people when I first meet them, because they are devastated, the reason they call and the reason they sign up for our program, not all times, but sometimes is because something just hit the nervous system hard. They had a thought of cheating on their wife. They saw a girl and sexualized a girl who's 10, you know, they realize they're watching kitty porn and they've been for a year and they realize they can't stop. And so they'll call and start working with us and, they're devastated and they're stuck and they don't know how to get out of it. And really a really key way is forgiveness. And I know it's super cheesy, but you have to forgive yourself for the behaviors that you did in the past. That's why you have to stop doing them in the past. And what I tell people, the more time and space you can get from the new version of yourself that you're creating in our program and leave the old version of yourself who needed to do those things or to consume those things when the gap widens, then it's easier to forgive yourself and go, you know, that's what I needed at that time because of whatever I had going on. But look at the work I've done to become this new version of myself who would never do that and, and will not go back to that. And that's what we talk about when we talk about creating dignity and integrity so that you can move forward. So, you know, we use this grandiose example, well, a seemingly grandiose, but it's not that odd of Jeffrey Epstein. But, you know, we talk to a lot of people who have very similar issues 
Yeah. Minus the mansion in the private island, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And letting them know that they are not, you know, I think the biggest thing whenever I tell somebody that you're not alone, there are, you know, this is not something that is, you know, the, the, one of the most common things that somebody will say is I'm probably the most extreme case that you have heard. And I will tell them not even close and not it blows close. their mind. So, um, again, yep. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you are here to be able to bring awareness and, you know, be the coach to help people. And, you know, I'm glad to be able to lead them to. Yeah. And, and this is a safe private space for people. And we, we have non-disclosure agreements that are, are signed by us. And someone asked me the other day, will you sign a non, uh, you know, non-disclosure for me? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I, I will never tell anybody anything about anybody's situation because mm-hmm. I hold it dear to me so that I can help people heal themselves and it's not something to be, you know, disseminated or to be talked about. It's something to be healed and to be resolved and to be left behind so that people can move forward. But a guy did say, he's like, you sign some friend, like I don't sign anything you want. Like I'm not, I'm never going to tell. And, but that's a valid concern for people in their lives. So, but you know, you got to get it out. You have to tell somebody because yep. the reason people get so deep in this thing is they're scared. They don't understand the gravity of it. They know they can't stop. You know, I've talked to lots of people to be like, and what one person told me, not one, but one that I'm thinking of right now is that, you know, I was watching what I normally watch, which isn't that good for me in the first place. And it popped up on the side and I was curious and I clicked it and I haven't been able to go back since then. That is, I'm told that all the time. And it's designed that way to click you into escalation so that your brain gets this massive rush of dopamine and hooks you on the next thing and keeps you moving forward. That is the escalation of the tolerance building addictive cycle. And I do not want that for anybody. If you've had that experience, you know, click the button to sign up for our program so that we can get in a relationship and help you. And uh, just to add this, um, there are many, you know, it's not just getting in a program. Dr. Lee, you know, has all shapes and sizes free. She puts out free content on YouTube. There's always a strategy at the end that can be implemented into your life. Um, but, you know, we are here to help. Um, and the first thing that I say when I get on the phone with somebody is, you know, what you will say will, you know, stay right here. and it's up to them if they want to tell me and every time they, they want to get it out. And afterwards they feel so much better. Much so better. if better. Um, I know, and that really is, is that really is an action step for today. Tell somebody, but it has to be tell someone somebody. safe, it has to be someone safe. And then, you know, the second action step, and then we'll wrap up is to check in with your moral congruency. Like think about the things that you're watching and that is arousing you because what you consume it changes your arousal template and it distorts it. And a lot of people end up getting into a denial space because they don't want to have to look at it and have to solve it. So it's easier just to go compartmentalize it and go, you know, it's just on the screen. It's not real people. Those people are enjoying it. 
you know, what I want you to know is it is real people, real people that are incredibly wounded and they're in a really tough spot. Most times they don't show that on purpose on the screen and that, you know, you are a real person and that incongruency, you can hide it, but it doesn't make it not true. So when you shine the light on it and you go, this is not something that works for me. This is not who I am. This is not something I want to be part of me. Then you can move forward and create that gap in, you know, what you used to be and what you're striving to be. And then we're here for you. If you want to sign up for a program with us, we'd love to have you. If, if we don't feel good and there's somebody else out there, join that program. And if you can't afford or you're not committed to a program yet, stay on the YouTube channel so we can help you uh, keep moving forward in this journey. All right. Thanks, James. Thank you for joining me. I totally appreciate it. And then join us next week. Next week on the podcast, I am I'm going to be talking about, by popular request, I will tell you, um, I will be talking about how to find a new partner, a healthy partner in this porn brain rewire journey. Um, it's akin to all the videos out there that say how to pick up a chick or how to, <laughs> right? How to, uh, which you know, how to find a new girl type of thing, but in a healthy way. And I've already recorded the video. I was wearing the shirt. I just recorded it not long ago. And then I made a video after it of my wife doesn't want to have sex. So that's why I have to watch porn. And uh, people on the channel are like, please talk about this. So mm -hmm. there's videos coming up next week on those topics. And I'll be back on the podcast talking about both of those things so that I can give you some action steps and you can start resolving finding a new healthy partner and, and maybe you'll join me back on the podcast next week. Uh, if it's in the stars, right, Jay, is that yep. I have such cool stories from the people that I work with. And I don't even know if you know these stories and I'm going to share them on the podcast um, of a few people that I work with that it's one person from the YouTube, one person I'm thinking of, but a lot of people have put in the comments from the YouTube channel who have attracted a partner to themselves, not thinking they would ever do it. Like, you know, they left porn behind and, a person showed up that they were able to connect with one person in particular in the 90 day program that I'm thinking about. It's such a beautiful story. And um, people, it, lots of people who have repaired their relationships because they've actually started working on having healthy sexual relationships. That's awesome. You know, and that's usually when it happens when you're not, not looking, but you have to be healthy because if you find a partner when you're not healthy, most likely, it's not going to be yeah, you know, like attracts like so. man yep. like attracts yep. like so you have to get healthy to attract um a healthy person so okay have an awesome day thank you thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you next week